Okay, well, I was going to say, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are y'all today? How are you doing? No, don't, don't. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone, for my wife being, well, I don't even know. I don't even know what she's doing right now. I'm not sure that she knows what she's doing. She's making weird faces at me. And this is, it's a good thing we're not recording this one video-wise. I think it'd be great. We should do a video. We could do a video. I don't know. Uh, speaking of videos, y'all should go check out the new video that's on the the Instagram page. And is it on the TikTok page? It's, oh, no, it's Ah, yeah. It sounds yeah. like somebody, a social media manager for a particular company, starting to slack off in her, uh, her duties. Sorry. But it's on the Facebook. It's on the, the Gram it's on all that good stuff, so go check it out. It's a new video. I love grandmas. And I like where there's originals. Okay, see, now you're giving away too much. Um, no, I'm not. Just so everyone knows, the doggo is a little bit close. Here, actually, let me back up. Hey, Ben, letting you know something. The dog, she's at a, a little bit different place from us here, so if she starts snoring and it's little louder well no actually shouldn't have to snore as loud as normal and it might sound way louder so everyone just ignore the in the background or Obviously it might be larissa falling boring. asleep or it might be larissa falling asleep who knows welcome okay. to the dysfunctional podcast we have philip and larissa and we put the fun in dysfunctional it's starting to grow on me i like you know, it 86 episodes later no it's not that many but still <laughs> um it's starting to grow on me though well, what are we going to talk about today, Larissa? Um, revival. Did you know that there's a revival happening? I, I yes, I read. I, yes, I think I did. I read something about that. Oh, now, for real, so Joe, smart. I did. I, I did. I did read something about that. Do you, you read? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking around. Everyone, like that just happened. Um, <laughs> okay, just kidding. It's funny that I'm narrating everything now. But I'm narrating it all now. Like this is a story or something. Said, said okay. Philip as he so, stared down at the microphone. I want to look at and see what this term actually means. What, because, revival? Yes. Okay. Because some people may not know the terminology for revival or what that actually means. And I'm, I'm a practical person. You know, I'm a teacher. So I like to know the actual definition and meaning of things. So the dictionary defines revival as an act or instance of reviving. You know what I think about? Thinking about like CPR. What do I think about that one? CPR, doop, doop, doop. Never mind. Yeah. Um, a renewed attention or interest in something. So. Just read all the definitions and then you can explain things. Um, a period of renewed religious interest. An often highly emotional evangelistic meeting or series of meetings. Okay, so it's an act or instance of reviving, a renewed attention to or interest in something, a period of renewed religious interest, and then the highly emotional evangelic, even, even, evangelistic. Evangelistic that's, that's meeting or a series for. of meetings. Right. So, so, that's cool. It is cool because... You know, there's a revival in God and Jesus that's happening. And I can't wait to see what God is going to do with this and how it sp spreads. Like wildfire. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, 
Anyway, so all right, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, what she's actually talking about here, and, and not the definition, she did she did get that right, right? But uh, no, but right now there's a revival that's happening in Wilmore, Kentucky, at Asbury University. Um, on Wednesday, February the eighth, the students' bi-weekly chapel service seemed normal at first. They sang, they listened to a sermon, they prayed, and then the Lord moved. I'm talking like moved, like all caps, moved. And it's been a week, and it's still going. That's so amazing to me. Nonstop, a week, nonstop. Like, this podcast is going to release on Thursday, and, I mean, it's been going, you know, I mean, you know what, hopefully it's still going to be going when this drops. And I, it doesn't really show any signs of slowing down either. So, this isn't the first time though somebody like this has happened in Asbury. In February of 1970, at a chapel service just like the one going on now, God broke out, and the service continued nonstop for the next seven days and nights. Sound familiar? Ha ha! I should have said that before when I talked about this one. And then sound familiar? Well, but for real, the Jesus movement. So this one in the 70s, right? And the Jesus movement had already begun, but do you know who a big part of the Jesus movement was? Jesus. Well, yes, but Billy Graham. Well, dude, Billy Graham's a that dude. That dude's an OG. He is. That dude's a G. Anyways. But the, but the Jesus movement had already begun, and the Asbury revival helped to accelerate it a lot. Um, I mean, teams of students left Asbury and went across the country telling the story of how God transformed their lives at that service. Now it's happening again. And, oh man, we need it. Like, yes. I know it sounded sarcastic when I said that, you know, but for real, for real, Joe, like, we really, we do, we need it. Um, videos have been circulating on, on social media of students singing, weeping, and praying. They've been posted all over the place, right? And news of the revival has drawn other students and other people in general to the campus to take part in the ongoing prayer and worship. You know, in today's day, today's society, Right with social media, rapid communication, all that type of stuff. This flame, it could spread quickly, and it must. It really, it, it's that's one of the you know everybody talking smack about social media and, and how problems it creates and all. There are a lot of there are a lot of benefits that can be used for the glory of God with social media. I you agree. know, and so this flame could spread and it could spread quick, and you know what, like. I'm kind of excited to see what happens. we need it to. Yes, I know I am too. I mean, like, like it really, it, 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 it's a level of excitement. You know, I'm going to tell you this. So I heard about this uh, on, I heard about it on like, oh man, when was it? Um, well, the service started on a Wednesday. I heard about it on Saturday after it had started, Friday or Saturday after it had started, and starting on Monday, I like, I was getting up in the morning and I was checking my phone and being like, is it still going? It's still going, and so like it's a level of excitement. Like, is it still going? You know, like, is this, and, and and it's not even so much to check it. Like, oh, we're, it's going to be a Guinness Book of World Records or something. You know, it's it's an excitement of, is it still going? Like, you know, what's going to happen out of this now? You know, um, and it, it's it's that that to me, I guess, is my way of participating in it. You know, because we may we must really we all must participate, either by going there or praying for the movement. But also by participating in spreading the word wherever you are, locally, you know it's it's spreading the good news of Jesus Christ is what it's all about, and we have to do that. I mean, we're called to do that. But come on, any Christian is going to want 
to do. If you don't want to do it, then you may you may need to you know reevaluate your uh, your relationship with God. But we must spread that good news. You know, during the 1700s, during the first Great Awakening, I got to read this all. I got to read this correctly for you. Fifteen percent of the population of America came to faith in Christ. Fifteen percent. There were whole towns that reported zero adults in that town that were not converted. So basically, like... That's nuts. Imagine out of 100 people, 15 people would accept Jesus and were converted. To 15% of the entire population of, of But the, I'm of just States. saying, like, numbers... Yeah, wise. but there were entire towns like, that everybody in the town... Oh, I'm not saying... Converted. Like, I that's just, just amazing. I was just saying, like, to give you a little bit smaller scale perspective, like, out of 100 people, 15% of 100 is 15 yeah, but yeah, but you think you think at small level here. Think about it, big picture, like it, all of America. Fifteen so, percent of America is like—that's a ton of people. Well, I'm not saying it's not. I was just trying to think of smaller scale, so I could. But this is what we desperately need: a hundred people, and then fifteen of we, them we, loving Jesus. We desperately need this, though. Again, we need a revival like this, and we—you know what? Let, let's. How about we just don't even say that we need the same thing? Let's let's pray for a greater revival than what it was, and because that was phenomenal, let's pray for an even greater revival, right? I like on that. a grand scale, right? But it's not just on a grand scale; it's on a personal scale. You know, it has to be a personal thing. It will never happen nationally or globally if it doesn't happen to each of us personally first. This is why having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is so, so, so important. But not only that, we must be growing that relationship and also telling others about what kind of transformation that can, that can occur in their lives. So, I've made a ton of mistakes in my life. I mean, we've all made mistakes, right? But I've chronicled some of these things to you. I've, I've, I've discussed, and I say you, I mean like everybody listening too, but I've discussed openly some of the most embarrassing things that I've that, that have happened in my life. Some of the things that, that I've I'm ashamed of. But all of that is to say God still will forgive me. You know. There's stuff that I haven't talked about as well. But it's not that I'm high, trying to hide those things at all. It's just that they don't necessarily add to the point that I'm trying to make. So, you know, no need to throw it out there. You know what I'm saying? No but that's the thing. It's like there's even more of the embarrassing things and the things that I'm ashamed of that I haven't even talked about with, with a lot of people, you know? And that just goes to show you that God will forgive no matter what, you know, because He knows. Despite the, the stuff that I've done, He can forgive me. And if He can do that, I mean, come on, He can forgive you too, right? And He will. It's not a contest. You know, I'm not trying to say all this stuff saying, well, you know, I'm the I'm, I'm the I'm the worst sinner that's ever been here. So that's why I uh, and he forgave me. It's not a contest. You know, it doesn't matter what you've done, if you've done more, done worse, whatever. Right? He's willing and ready to forgive you, and that's what he wants. Romans five eight I think is a great way to sum is a great way to put this into into perspective in a way. Romans five eight says, "But God loved showed." Let's try to read this again. But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. He sent Him to die, His only Son to die for us, knowing we were going to sin, knowing we were going to reject mm -hmm. Him. And He still said, no, no I'm going to do it so that 
when they do eventually come around, when they do want it, got it. You know, it's done, stamped, paid for, you mm -hmm. know. Like While we were still sinners, it wasn't that he waited for us to sin and then, okay, now I'm going to sin. No, it was, I'm doing it now and it's going to boom, you know, like, yeah. You know, I accepted Jesus in my heart when I was 11. You turned it up to 11. I did turn it up to 11. <laughs> um, you know, and I knew Jesus was calling me. Like, I knew it in my heart. And you know. You just know. Yeah. You know, um, today, when I enter the, you know, when I enter those gates, when I go to heaven, you know, I can present myself to God and I know that Jesus died for me. And I know that he died for me and he did that to, you know, bridge the gap between my sin and heaven, you know, and I will live eternity with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm not perfect and I know that I've, you know, done some bad things and made some Baby, bad choices. Wait a minute. Wait, let me stop you right there. Time out. You're perfect to me. That was pretty cheesy. To me, but you're perfect. Thanks. Oh, man. Why did I say that in the Valentine's episode? <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> Weekly too late. That's all good. Um, anyways. You made bad choices. You know, I made bad choices. There were things that I chose to do that I probably shouldn't have or, you know, bad ideas. Uh, just a variety of things. I don't believe that you can lose your salvation, but I do believe that you can go the way of the world very easily. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like peer pressure. No, everybody's, the on, earthly man. desire all, is to be accepted, wanted, loved. All the cool kids do Fill it. the void mm -hmm. that, you know, you want to be popular or, you know, you want to have fun. Well, we think all these things are going to fill that void you were talking about. Right, and... In your life, you can choose, that's free will, you know, you choose the choices that you're going to make and whatever um, those choices are, but you also need to understand this. Number one, you're being wasteful of time. God has given you precious time and this life is short. Mm -hmm. Number two... You're costing not only your own life, you're costing somebody else's life, potentially. Mm -hmm. Their salvation. Mm -hmm. You are not sharing Jesus with them. Mm -hmm. You're not doing what God has called you to do. <clears throat> the Bible says their blood is on your hands. And... On our hands, metaphorically. You know, there's a lot of wasted time, especially in my earlier, younger teenage young adult years that I could have been doing so much more for God. Mm -hmm. I could have been doing so much more, but I was selfish and my selfish desires and my earthly desires of being accepted or being a part of whatever I desired to be a part of that instead of do what God had called me to do when I was 11, 12, 13 years old, mm -hmm. you know, and that was to share Jesus with people because that's number one, that's God's, God loves us. Just, he loves us. And that's mm -hmm. why he sent his son. I mean, 
I can't imagine this because I do not have physical children. But if it was my son and I'm saving people I don't even know, like, what? Like, well, no, he, he, he knows us and everything. I mean, but he knows us. His but love for I'm us saying, is like, so great that he's willing to let his son die like for he, us. Exactly. Like, he has such amazing love for us. Knowing full well that we, that I mean, we're all going to reject him to some extent. Yes. And if you read John 17, John 17 says that there, there's quite a bit there, but... Is it the whole chapter? Read it. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I am going to read some of it because I think it's important. This is eternal life that you... That they, that they're talking about people, may know you. He's talking about God. So this is Jesus speaking. The one true God. The only God. And the one that you have sent, Jesus Christ. I have glorified you on earth. So Jesus has done God's work on earth by completing the work that you gave him to do. So God gave Jesus work to do. Just like he gives us work to do. Right. Right? And if you have Jesus in your heart, truly loving God and doing what God has for you to do, doing the work that God has called you to do, then you're going to do that work for God and you're going to complete his work. Right? Okay. I follow. So, later on, Jesus is praying for his disciples, okay? Okay. And he talks about... You said he's praying for them, okay? Right. I, I, want, you, I want to give you a little backstory because he's, he's, he's talking about his disciples. So, if you have Jesus in your heart, you're his disciple, Right. right, and you're doing what God wants you to do. Yes, I'm. I'm looking for the specific scripture. Sorry. Okay, so God has specific work for us to do, just like He did, just like with the disciples, right? But you need to understand that we are not of the world. Right. Yes. So in John 17, it says, I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world, as I am not of the world. I am not praying that you take them out of the world, but I'm praying that you protect them from the evil one. So... We need to pray for protection in our own faith, in our own, because it's a lot, it's easy to walk in the way of the world. Right. Because it, everybody's doing it. Well, it, it's our nature. We and, have a sin and that's nature. Our, and that's our nature. So the natural thing for us to do is to do what we but want. But if you're seeking for something, you're seeking for something that is not of this world. Right. Yeah. We, we and the only thing you're going to find that is not of this world is Jesus. We're, and God. We're not, we, we, we have a we have a God-sized void that we keep trying to fill with other things. 
And we can't fill it with other things because it's only able to be filled by God. And our sin nature makes it where it's easy for us. I mean, the natural thing is for us to sin and for us to do whatever we want. And for someone else to be king, that means you do what they want. Because mm -hmm. when you're king, you do what you want. The king does whatever he wants, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're not king, you have to do what the king, what the king wants. So basically, we have committed treason. So if we are king of our life, then we do what we want. If if he's king of our life, we don't do what we want necessarily. I mean, then that gets into the whole rabbit hole of we want what Jesus wants and all that stuff. But but really, it, it's a matter of who's king of your life. Is it you? Or is it him? Mm -hmm. You know. Now, I, I want I want to I want to talk about something here, and and I really want everybody to listen very closely and really pay attention to this next part because this is the most important thing that you will ever hear, and not because it's coming from us, but because it's the truth, like the truth. And it doesn't matter if you think you're already a Christian or not. Okay, listen up for real, Gio. <laughs> The entire, the entirety of what we've talked about today, and really since the beginning of this this podcast, it all centers around this message here: that God is holy, and that means He's perfect. In fact, He's so perfect that corruption cannot live with Him. On the other hand, we have rebelled against God, and this has corrupted us. For example, we're selfish, we're prideful. We lie, we do what we want, we don't do what he wants, you know, I do what I want. And that's a problem. And that's, that's, that's not, and, and that's what has corrupted us. And this is where the big problem is. If God is perfect and corruption cannot live with him, and we are corrupt, therefore, we cannot live with God. The corruption of us has cut us off from God, both now and and when we die. That means that we must spend eternity in hell. The Bible describes it as a lake of fire. It does not sound like somewhere I want to go. Sounds really hot. But that's not what God wants. God loves us so much that He gave away His only Son. God loves you so much that He gave away His only Son to save you. Jesus Christ died on the cross in your place to pay the penalty for your corruption and he rose again on the third day. Now, Jesus Christ will forgive you of your corruption, reconcile you with God, and give you the life that God has always intended for you. If you will, admit to Jesus Christ that you are corrupt. Believe he is the Son of God who died on the cross to save you and rose on the third day. And confess that Jesus Christ, confess Jesus Christ as Lord and make him king of your life. I like how you did that. That's all it takes. Like that right there is is all of it in a nutshell. ABCs. Yes, but I mean that's that's it. I mean that that is that is the entirety of everything that we have talked about when you get down to it. Okay? And look, there's no magic prayer to save you. There there really is. There's not. There's no magic prayer. Just telling him these things. However you feel led to tell him. When I when I was saved, I was talking to the leader at church, shout out Kirk. I was talking to the leader guy at church, and 
I was telling him that I didn't want to drive anymore. I didn't want to be the king. I'm not qualified, obviously, to make the decisions in my life because all the ones that I've been making have been the wrong ones. And I was going on and on and on. I was talking about all this stuff. And he just looked at me and he said, don't tell me, tell him. And that was my prayer, was that stuff. So there's no magic prayer. Say it however you want to, however you feel led to, because God knows what's in your heart. But now you do have to say it. And there's a public part of it as well. You can't just say, yeah, God, say, you know, uh, say it in your head. Nobody can hear anything. And then go about your time, go about, you know, go about your everyday life. doesn't work like that. But there's no magic prayer. There's no magic words. There's no abracadabra. Here you go. But then there's the public part. And the, the way you do that publicly is through baptism. Well, baptism is the next step in, in the After process of uh, professing that's your faith. part of the public part. But look. Uh, everybody that's listening, if you have any questions about any of this stuff, okay, like I'm being 100% serious, reach out to us on social media, email us at info at 413productions.us. Social media, info email, um, or you know what, ask your leader in a church. If you don't have a church, go to, go to a church, go to, go Go to a church and talk to one of the leaders and say, hey, I want to know more about this stuff that Jesus is doing. I want to know more about this stuff, how Jesus can change my life. Because he can and he will. And he wants to. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, we would love to talk to you about this stuff. If you said this prayer, if you said that prayer that that, that you, the not magic prayer, if you the said that prayer though, prayer, but, I like that. look, look, really, we would love to know. We're not going to tell anybody. We're, 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 I mean, if you want us to, we will. But, you know, I mean, we're, it's not that something that, you know, that, that we're going to just say, hey, oh, yeah, so and so did. Hey, let's tell everybody now. No, it's not like that. But really, we would love to know so that we can, and, and we'll have to get plugged in at a church, or at least let, let a leader at your church know, because then the next step is baptism and things like that. But that's a conversation for another day. They will have this com- that conversation with you. We can help you in, in directing you to how to have this conversation, where to who to have the conversation with at our church if you wanted that, whatever it is. Let us know, though. We would love to know just so that we can, we can be praying for you in your walk. And that's just, that, that, that's, that's what I want to say there. Please, people, do not hesitate to reach out. We like you. We, no, we love them. I know this one's a little bit longer, y'all. We but like to hear We appreciate you. you listening. Uh, you can also reach out to us at Linktree. Dot com slash 413 productions. That's how you can reach out to us as well. Once again, if you have any questions, church, or you can reach out for the us. The way and we you can, can try support to us is through checking out social media, liking, following. Yeah. All checking that stuff. out the Threadless website. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can buy some of our swag. That would be you fantastic, everybody. You could even, you know, check out this podcast. Oh, yeah, there's a podcast, isn't there? Hmm, uh-huh. What do they can find that? I don't know. <laughs> All right, y'all. Hey, we love y'all, and thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Have a great day.